So this chapter, Anger and Physical Health, uh, is going to be broken up into several sections uh, as it's a fairly long chapter. Um, but it starts out uh, with a quote here, Anger, an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything in which it is poured, which is attributed to Lucius Aeneas Seneca. Jim was trying to wrap up another busy day at the office. His son was having a little league game at 5.30, and he promised him he would be there. Demands at work prevented him from being at the last three games. Jim was highly motivated. Was a highly motivated insurance salesman who had won the Salesman of the Year award through for three straight years. His desire to climb to the corporate ladder was often in conflict with his Christian convictions to be a good husband and father. But it wasn't hard to rationalize his work ethic. Achievement awards, higher salaries, and greater commissions afforded him and his family a higher standard of living and better vacations. Last-minute calls irritated him as he rushed to get out the door. Why did people always call at the last minute, Jim wondered. He glanced at his watch as he merged into the late afternoon traffic. Just enough time to make it to the game on time if the freeways cooperate. As he tried to work his way into the fast lane, he was suddenly cut off by another car. Stupid jerk. Where are the cops when you need them? The traffic slowed to a crawl and Jim found himself stuck behind a large truck that blocked his view and slowed his lane even more. His hands gripped the steering wheel and he angrily shouted, Trucks shouldn't be allowed to drive anywhere other than the right lane. Ruminating thoughts in Jim's left cerebral cortex already sent a signal deeper into the brain to the hypothalamic nerve cells. The activated hypothalamic emergency system simulated sympathetic nerves so to constrict the arteries carrying blood to Jim's skin, kidneys, and intestines. At the same time, the brain sent a signal to the adrenal glands, and they pumped large doses of adrenaline and cortisol into his bloodstream. As he sat behind the truck, his muscles tightened, his heart beat faster, and his blood pressure rose. In such a state, his blood would clot more rapidly in case of injury. Muscles at the outlet of his stomach were squeezing down so tightly that nothing could leave, his digestive tract, causing him to become spastic, resulting in abdominal pain. The blood was directed away from the skin, making it feel cool and clammy, and the muscles to facilitate a fight-or-flight response. As the angry thoughts continued, Jim's increased heart rate had pumped far more blood than was needed to just sit in the car. His body was preparing to spring into action, but there was nowhere to go. He was tempted to let off some steam by rolling down the window and telling somebody what he thought of them or honk the horn, but he knew that wouldn't do any good. The adrenaline stimulated Jim's fat cells to empty their content into the bloodstream. This would provide additional energy that would be necessary if the situation required immediate action. But Jim just sat there, fuming at the traffic while his liver converted the fat into cholesterol. He has no one to fight and nowhere to take flight. Over time, the cholesterol formed from the unused fat in the bloodstream will accumulate. It morphs into a plaque in the artery that begins to block blood flow. Jim's struggle with anger continues until one day the flow of blood is cut off entirely and Jim becomes one of 500,000 Americans each year who suffer from a heart attack. Tragically, some do take action with their anger gets the best when their anger gets the best of them. Their cars become weapons or they find weapons to use against those who they think have caused them to get angry. 
More than 1,000 people in the U.S. die each year in road rage incidents. U.S. academic James Strickland reported that if provoked, motorists would respond as follows. 40% driving more aggressively, 22% make angry expressions, 15% mutter under their breath, 14% hit something in the car, 5% make obscene gestures, 3% bump the car, uh, causing the anger, only one in one forty said they do anything. They do nothing. Oh no, you're not. I'll speed up just a little and let him in. Are you kidding me? I have waited through two traffic lights to get through the intersection, and a stupid cement truck is ahead of the pack. He could have gone through the yellow light. That slug will keep five cars from making it through when the light changes. Why is that bimbo tailgating me? Doesn't she know it's against the law? I think I will just keep going slower and slower until she gets the message. Why is this person in the fast lane? Get off your stupid cell phone, you idiot. The light changed two seconds ago. Why are you shaking your fist at me? I'm trying to set a good example by driving under the speed limit. I would love to give you a piece of my mind, but an icy stare will have to do as I drive by. I do have a tendency that when people tailgate me, to just keep slowing down until they back off. So uh, I'm definitely guilty of that and definitely guilty of getting angry um, when I drive. Uh, Listen to yourself. For the next week, take special note of what you're thinking when you drive in traffic. To give another another piece of your mind is to rob your mind of peace because anyone who shovels dirt at another is losing ground. Too many people are at the boiling point and the slightest provocation can set them off. The famous psychologist John Hunter knew that anger could do to his heart. The first scoundrel that gets me angry will kill me. Sometime later, at a medical meeting, a speaker made assertions that incensed Hunter. As he stood up to bitterly attack the speaker, his anger caused such a contraction of blood vessels in his heart that he fell dead. Frederick Buchner wrote, Of the seven deadly sins, anger is possibly the most fun. To lick your wounds, to smack your lips over grievances long past, to roll over your tongue to prospect a bitter confrontation still to come, to savor to the last tooth some morsel, both uh, the pain you are given and the pain you are giving back. In many ways, it is a feast fit for a king. The chief drawback is that what you are wolfing down is yourself. The skeleton at the feast is you. In my first pastorate, I, Neil, uh, was given a book by an ambitious engineer at our church. He said, you should read this book because I think you may benefit from it. The book was Type A Behavior in Your Heart by Meyer Friedman and Ray Rosenman. This highly motivated IBM engineer went on to explain that he had a type A personality and he suspected that I did too. After reading the book, I did see some aspects of my personality that were type A. I also gave a message a few weeks later entitled, Jesus was type B. Friedman and Rosenman were cardiologists who began to notice that certain personality types were more prone to have heart problems. Those who burnt the candle at both ends climbed the uh, steps two at a time, took a little time off, and were driven to accomplish their goals were classified type A. They are the task-oriented, high achievers of this world. They are driven to accomplish their goals. Type B individuals are more laid-back, less driven, and generally more relational. 
which I guess is why God wants us to control our anger. It's for our own good, for the betterment of our own health. Um, something that we really need to keep in mind. God usually put commands in place that uh, were more so to protect us than to than to just try and box us in. Their observations have gone um, have had a profound effect on society. Not only are their classifications of type A and B personalities well-known stereotypes, but they stimulated a flood of research into psychosomatic or psycho, yeah, psychosomatic illnesses before the publication of their work. Stress was not considered to be a major contributor to heart disease, cancer, and other major illnesses, but it is today. The medical field is now telling us that the majority of people are sick from psychosomatic reasons. Bradford and Virginia Williams, in their book Anger Kills, adapted the work of Friedman and Rosamond to the point of anger. In their research, they show how those with hostile personalities are more prone to coronary heart disease. For many years, researchers, therapists, and schools of higher education have used the MMPI, Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory, to assess clients and students. Since many of these test results have been kept, they could be compared many years later with the physical health of those who took the test. The Williamses, along with other colleagues, isolated certain questions from the MMPI that reflected a cynical distrust of others. The frequent experiences of anger, angry feelings and overt expression of their cynicism are aggressive behavior. They uh, summarize their findings as follows. Hostile people, those with high levels of cynicism, anger, and aggression, are at higher risk of developing life-threatening illnesses than are the less hostile counterparts. Um, so, in other words, take Jesus' example, because Jesus, like they said, was a type B. Yes, Jesus did have anger, but uh, Jesus knew how to control it, and he also knew um, when to use it without sinning. So, we need to follow his example. Uh, by driving others away or by not perceiving the support they could be deriving from their social contacts, hostile people may be depriving themselves of the health-enhancing, stress-buffering benefits of social support. A quicker activation of their uh, flight-or-fight response in combination of the relatively weak parasympathetic calming response is a biological mechanism that probably contributes to the health problems they Afflict hostile, that afflict hostile people. Hostile people also are more prone to engage in a number of risky behaviors, eating more, drinking more alcohol, smoking, that could damage their health. The fact that many people are sick from psychosomatic uh, reasons indicates that more is going on than just a biological response to the environment. God formed Adam and Eve from the dust of the earth and breathed into them the breath of life, Genesis 2.7. This union of divine breath and earthly dust is what constituted the physical and spiritual life that Adam and Eve both possessed. To be physically alive means that our souls uh, are in union with our body. To be spiritually alive means that our soul, depicted as mind, emotion, and will in the diagram is in union with God. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were separated from God. They died spiritually. Physical death 
could also be a consequence of the fall, but that would happen years later. Every human being possesses an inner person, an outer person. In other words, we all have a material self and an immaterial self. See 2 Corinthians 4.16. Our outer person or outer material or, or material part is what makes up our physical body. We relate to the world around us through our five senses. The inner person or immaterial self describes the spirit and soul of the human being. Being created in the image of God is why we have the capacity to think, feel, and choose, as opposed to animals that operate out of divine instinct. Being fearfully or wonderfully made, it would only make sense that God would create the outer person to correlate with the inner person. The brain and mind correlation is obvious, but the two are fundamentally different. Our brains are like organic computers that will return to dust when we physically die. At that time, if we are born-again believers, we will be present with the Lord, but we will not be there mindlessly. The mind is part of the soul, the inner person. The brain is the capstone of the central nervous system, which also includes the spinal cord. Using the computer analogy, if the brain is hardware, then the mind is the software. As we shall explain later, the brain cannot function in any way other than how it was programmed. Neither the software nor the hardware is any good without the other. So tomorrow we will explore part two of this chapter, um, and I hope that this uh, is is going to be helpful for you.